Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, March 15th, 2023. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Adioye Jr. Joining me is the host of PSI Who Love is it? <laughs> You joke! You joke! <laughs> AKA WWE Superstar, Greg Miller. Hello, Blessing. Hello, Greg. How's it going? Great. You know, what tripped me up was the fact that the jib doesn't move anymore. Yeah, it's, I keep it's, it's broken the jib, right now. It's broken. Uh, right Don't call attention to it. Okay. The audience hadn't noticed it. Now there's going to be 17 red uh, threads. Well, why did they buy the oh, new man. studio if the jib doesn't even work? We're working on it, people. Jeezy. They're bringing it from Jeezy. China. Jeezy. <laughs> Jeezy? Like the young one? Young Jeezy? <laughs> Wait, is that a guy? That's a, a rapper. Yeah. Jeezy? Jeezy. Like, well, there's okay. There's first off, easy, and then there's Jeezy. I said Jeezy, like Jeezy Crazy. I said, I've been saying Jeezy Crazy for a long time. Is that what they call him? No, that's not what they call. Yeah, I have. I've never have. heard you once say Jeezy Crazy in my life. Fucking look back at it. Uh, you know, this is where y'all go. This is where a Reddit thread I need to launch. They're like, here's the Times credits and Jeezy Crazy. All right, <laughs> they're out there. They exist. I refuse to believe this. Fine, Jeezy Crazy. Yeah. It's not like one of my like you know full blown Catch catchphrases or anything, but like yeah, I've listened to many a podcast that features Greg Miller. I don't think I've once heard you say the words Jeezy Crazy because I feel like that's one that would stick with me. I feel like as soon as I hear that, I'm like, oh, I've heard that. I think that you before. hear it, you probably interpret it as Jesus Christ. So you're just like, it moves on. You mm-hmm. just go on. You know what I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm doing there. All right, fair enough. I got so many weird things to go. Where do you want to go? Do you want to do the news? Or you want to just talk about bullshit? You want to? We can talk do? about bullshit. I'm, funny enough, I, Jeezy stuck out to me because this morning I was, I went back and I listened to like a lot of 2007 <laughs> pop hits. <laughs> Young Jeezy put out a song around 2008 called "Put On." Yeah, that's like one of my favorite songs. Um, but yeah, like I no, like when you said when you said Jeezy Crazy, I was like, did he did he peek at my laptop? Did he peek at my Spotify? No, you I was listening no, to Young Jeezy no, back there. No, I didn't know that. I apologize right. for that. Where do you want to take us? I mean, there's a million different ways. Mm. I'm sick of the youth co-oping words, as we've said. You know what I mean? Jeezy Creasy is a rapper now. I got to worry about that. Just like when uh, they, sure they, is like they, stole, they stole fucking Cactus Jack from me. You know what I mean? <laughs> talking about Cactus Jack, clearly talking about Mick Foley. No, this guy who made a fucking Happy Meal. That'll Travis Scott. Because that's a wild coincidence that there is multiple Cactus Jacks. That's got to be him. Have we done the research and asked him, is it because of Mick Foley and Cactus Jack? Uh, we've not done the research, but I gotta imagine so. Yeah, that's gotta be it, right? I mean, was there a Cactus Shack thing before McFoley, or was he the one that? Oh, he's the guy. Did? He's the guy. Like, and was I'm it not, maybe an happening. old Western character? Me, I didn't. You started launched a Reddit thread. There's gonna be well in Arizona. <laughs> Cactus Jack. I'm looking up Cactus. I mean, when I type in Cactus Jack, the first thing that comes up is Travis Scott. It's because again, he threw he, he threw his power yeah, around. Thank you, all right. He got very popular and stole it and did it. It sucks. Yeah, even when Instagram I, Cactus Jack. I respect that. Probably, I respect yeah, that, actually. Yeah. It's right there. It's right there on the screen. When I scroll down to Wikipedia, they have the Wikipedia entries, and Cactus Shack Records is the first one that pops up. Which what is about this label. one, huh? According to the, where, where does the name come from this? It goes there. 
WWE stopped Travis Scott from trademarking Cactus Jack. Oh, Lord, they're fighting wow. about it. Oh, Lord, they're fighting about it. Yeah, Mick it. Foley used the name as a tribute to his father, Jack. So Mick Foley wasn't right. the original yeah, one. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What if Travis Scott got it from Mick Foley's father? But it says uh, Travis Scott's father, also named Jack, was the inspiration behind Cactus Jack. What if they're well. brothers? You can't be inspired by the same <laughs> thing, and that would be awesome. That'd be really cool. Holy cow. All right, cool. Where else did you want to take us? Did you have, it sounded like you had a list of things. I mean, I always do. I was listening uh, to Clancy Brown today on a podcast, Mr. Right. Krabs, you know? Oh, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. he was on Fresh Air. He was talking about that. And let me tell you, he did not sound like he was stoked to be on this podcast. You know <laughs> no? what I mean? This interview, he was fine, but it's, you know, Clancy Brown's done like a million projects. He talked a little bit. They didn't ask enough about Lex Luthor. You know, he's Lex Luthor in the animated series oh, yeah. and stuff like that. They t- they played some of the shots. I never put it together stuff. that Lex Luthor and Mr. Krabs is the same person. I'm That's still making my way through. They didn't. It, it didn't come up. The, Star Wars was not mentioned. Mm. But you understand how big the IMDb is for Clancy Brown. That's true. Hmm. Clancy Brown Did also a very big Avatar. individual. No, not yet. Uh, they were. He was there pr- promoting John Wick Four. Oh. But I didn't realize he was in Highlander. And they put and that I was like that piqued my interest. And then they played a clip of his performance in Highlander. I was like, you know what? It's time for me to watch Highlander. Wow! I got Snow Mike Mike coming over for a sleepover tonight. Maybe we watch that. Oh wow! Yeah. When you say big individual, what do you mean by that? He's very large. He's very tall. Okay. I didn't know if you meant large. big. Is it? You watch? You watch Shawshank Redemption? He's also larger than life. No, I don't think I have. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. I know the plot. You know who he is, though. You know yeah. who he is. He's the he's Connor's partner in Detroit Become Human. And granted, that's a oh, video game, yeah, but you can kind, of, kind of feel that yeah. he's like a bigger individual. But he didn't that. seem like that large. Hulking. Yeah. He's big. Like he's like he's bigger, but not like. Big, he, big. I, he like that was when, when the first I thing I would say about him backstage at E3. He was he was like to me. I was like, oh yeah, man, you're a big dude. Really? And I'm a big dude. How tall would you say he is? Google this. Well, you got the power, uh, the, 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 the bear. You know what I mean? To toss Let's it in see. there. Mr. Krabs heights. Well, that's gonna give you Mr. Krabs height. And he's gonna be like, he's three, he's three inches tall. Clancy <laughs> Brown is six three. Clancy Brown, what else was he? He looks he's he's like big, like he's big, and I don't mean fat. I mean like wide. Like he's he's intimidating. He's got that fucking voice. That's intimidating. I got I got to type something in real performance. Quick. Got it. Yes, and he, I was. he was in Dexter New Blood. I wish you yep. said I wish you let off with that. Well, god damn it. This is the new season of Dexter. I'm trying my best out here. Shawshank Redemption one of the best films of all time. Sorry I didn't go to Dexter New Blood. Listen, Dexter New Blood, pretty good season of television. Yeah. Yeah, it's not prime Dexter, but it's also not bad Dexter. It's good Dexter. Okay. Yeah. I also got no season three. You, uh, you, uh, where else are we going to take it? I'm so mm-hmm. in my Duffy here, as you say. I forgot <laughs> mm-hmm. that I was also crafting a tweet to Steve-O while we were about <laughs> well, to go live. I thought I was done here, but I'm not here. Huh? What do you, you want to say to Steve-O? Didn't expect Steve-O to pop on my favorite podcast this morning. Great job on death, sex, and money, Steve-O. I'd, I'd argue love is more powerful than fear. When you think back over the years of social media, do you remember the jerks or the people who love you? Because he was talking mm-hmm. about... They were talking. There was a listener submitted all about fear questions. Yeah, and he was talking about it. And one of his was, or he was talking about. It. He thinks that love and fear are equally powerful. And he thinks about like uh, the fact that when he is similar to us, when he puts up a piece of social media, hundred great comments, but the one negative comment, the yeah. one that sticks with them. But I, don't, I feel that you feel that. But I, you know, when I look back years later, I don't remember the stupid moron, you know, assholes on uh, fucking social media. I remember the ones who are like. This is great. This touched me. This is you know a great thing. I love this. It, you know, changed my life. I have a couple of those like fan letters that are handwritten in my uh, filing cabinet. Yeah, those are the ones I bookmark. Like when yeah. I have d- tweets where I'm like, oh, that was super positive. I bookmark it so that yeah. when I see the negative ones, I go back and I have to read those ones. Yeah, it was like, cathartic. You know, uh, right before this iPhone, my iPhone. I don't delete photos off my iPhone mm-hmm. or videos, and so. But that old iPhone was starting to be like, yo, bro, you can't take any more photos. You got to delete shit. You know what I mean? And I also worked the shot, as I, I learned in J school at Mizzou, where I you know, take a million different photos till I get the one I like. Mm. Uh, anyways, so I was deleting stuff. And one of the ones I, I was deleting were like, 
like when Twitter first really started and it was people being really mean to me that I like held on to of like these assholes mm. and like this person. I'm like, I don't need this anymore. It's just yeah. like, well, that's, good. Really, yeah. that's also way, way more genuine of a tweet than I was expecting. I thought you're going to be like, Hey, Steve-O, you're, you're a wacky guy. I'm a wacky guy. Come on our podcast. Let's make sure. some wacky content. Steve-O, like, he's great on this podcast. So, it, honestly, I guess it doesn't change my opinion of Steve-O. Mm-hmm. Like, I've, I've, obviously, I, was, I grew up watching Jackass or whatever. That was a big uh, turning point for us in college. Steve-O, of course, as I said on the podcast, 15 years sober now. Great job. Congratulations there. Oh yeah. In college, one of my friends went on spring break, and uh, Steve-O tried to get cocaine from him. That was a big story for us. Uh and then, you know, Steve-O's grown up, obviously. He's written a bunch of books and stuff they were talking about and all this different stuff. But Steve-O, yeah, he'd be good on the podcast. You're right. That's a good yeah. point. But that wasn't, no, that's not what this is about. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. I mean, not everything needs to be like a, hey, come on our content. Like, let's. Everything. It's funny because when she announced, like, I love Death, Sex, and Money. You should listen to it. Everybody mm. should check out the Anna Sale content we've done before. Her name is Anna Sale. She wrote a book called Let's Talk About Hard Things We Love. Uh, she's been on the podcast a bunch of times, a bunch of Patreon content. I digress. When she, when I saw it come through the podcast feed of Steve-O, I'm like, oh, this is going to be an interesting pairing because mm-hmm. I, had him in my head more like Jay Muse would be. Like when, okay. when Jay Muse came through for the first up at noon, that was a hurricane hit us. We loved it. It was great, but it was just this like typhoon of energy that like, you know, Jay cannot stay on target and track for anything he's thinking ever because he's so mm-hmm. caffeinated. And like I was expecting that from Steve and it wasn't. That's why See, I wanted to write the tweet. That that's started started to become like my favorite genre of podcasts where it's two people who you're like, how are these guys sure. inter- interact listening to that? Because I've, I've gone through, I've recently discovered this dude on the internet named Theo Vaughn, who's very popular. Um, I talk to Roger about him all the time now, but like, I, he's he's totally taken over my TikTok timeline, oh. where now like he's everywhere. And he every, he's the kind of dude who like, I, I believe he did like MTV stuff back in like the oh, earlier Oh, you know, 2000s. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I kind of was like his country yep. accent. Yep. And, I knew him from, I, it's the same way he got back. I'm like, mm. I remember watching him on The Real World or whatever it was. Yep. And forgetting all about him. And then, yeah, my TikTok algorithm suddenly pop up. I'm like, is that yeah. that dude from Real World? And every single TikTok I see that has him in it, I'm fucking dying laughing. Like, yeah. he is one of the funniest dudes to me. And I went through and I saw that he had a podcast. I was looking for a podcast yeah. too because I've been playing Metroid Prime. And I was now speaking of my podcast game, uh, which I finally beat it last night. Very good game. Um, but, yeah, I went and I found – I was like, oh, Theo Vaughn has a podcast. And I went through and all of his episodes are interviewing different celebrities. And one of the episodes he has is him and Logic. And I was like – that seems like the most random pairing possible. I yeah. got to listen to this because, again, I'm not, I hadn't listened to any of his podcast at this point. I just know him from saying the most batshit, insane, random ass things. Sure. And then Logic, I know as a rapper, right? Who, like, you know, has retired and come back and, like, done all these things, but also has, like, you know, kind of gone through the ringer in terms of, you know, people calling him corny, him, like, being like, I'm fed up with this, and, like, him ta- retiring. talking, retiring, talking about his depression, all this Remember stuff. Remember, he came on our kind of funny E3 show. Oh, did he really? Yeah, I think I, I probably saw that and I for, forgot about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I've been somebody who's, I've been a, a Logic fan, right? And like, I think he's had his hits and misses, but I was like, I got to listen to that podcast. That podcast ended up being a, a fantastic episode. I was shocked by how much I enjoyed this episode and sure. how genuine the conversation was. And so I guess the lesson here is don't judge a book, book by its cover. Like, you'll get way more out of a person listening to them actually have a conversation as opposed to just reading tweets and watching 30 second videos. There you go. But I die. Wait, that's not how I should be judging you, Bless? Just through your tweets? No. And also, don't judge me through a, a podcast poppy? either. I say bad shit. <laughs> Crazy <laughs> things here, too. Podcast poppy. <laughs> podcast poppy. Uh, today's Where did this cup of coffee come from? This is from a spot down the road. <laughs> okay. Because it's not your usual jack-in-the-box no. or McDonald's cup. That's, a, that's I'm at a gas station. And not, yeah. I'm not negative way. It's just like, you know. No, yeah. No, this is like one of the mom, mom and grop shops. Mom and grop shop. Down the road, shop. right? Yeah. It's yeah. like a, a breakfast and lunch place. And uh, it, 
Roger introduced it, introduced it to me because I asked him if he could run and get me a breakfast sandwich real quick because I was running behind on shit. And he did. And I was like, this breakfast sandwich is amazing. And I've been going there uh, every now and then now. And it's starting to become my favorite spot. Ooh. I know it's great because, like, I walk in and, like, today when I walked in, they were, uh, <laughs> they were talking about politics. And I was like, I was trying not to listen in because I could tell that maybe not all the politics aligned <laughs> with where I was. Like, oh, don't ruin this for me. I just want a sandwich and a coffee. Yeah. I was like, I love this place so much that I don't want to hear what politics you have. And then, like, <laughs> that starts. And then, like, a bit later, like, a, like, a minute in, I look around and I see, like, I see flies. Like, the flies are flying around. Yep. And, like, at first I was like, oh, man. And then I was like, that's how I know this place is about to be fire. Like, yeah, 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 the yeah. flies know when the food is fire. If you see flies in a restaurant, that means you're in for a good time. All right? That means you're in for a good time. But, yeah, that's where I got this coffee. It's like when I was at the 7-Eleven and there was a, either was rats, like cockroaches, or oh, squ- squirrels in the ceiling. You just hear them like, brr. Not on the roof, uh, you know, on that like whatever faux tile ceiling like every doctor's office in a Seven Eleven has. I feel like that doesn't apply to Seven Eleven in terms of like. Well, I didn't need any of the food. If you got the roads there, then that means the the Cheetos are going to be <laughs> fire at the Seven Eleven. Fair enough. That means the Slurpee is going to be great. Today's stories include a trademark that could point to Castlevania. Ghostwire Tokyo finally comes to Xbox and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every week at 10 a.m. live right here on YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv/slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news needs to know about if you're watching live you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong if you don't want to watch live you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily Remember, you can use Epic Creator Code Kind of Funny on all Epic Store and Epic in-game purchases like Rocket League and Fortnite to help support the channel. To be a part of the show, head to kindoffunny.com slash KFGD to write in with your questions, squad-ups, and more. And remember, patreon.com slash kindoffunny will get you the show ad-free, plus a bevy of bonus content. Housekeeping for you, a new PS I Love You XOXO is up right now, and it's our WWE 2K23 review that is up, of course, over on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and on podcast services around the globe. And go then- watch it and enjoy it, and then go back and watch the Before Your Eyes <laughs> review. Oh, yeah, yeah. Watch both. I saw the numbers on that. Ah, you want to support indies. Ah, you want to support. Go watch the fucking review. I get so mad when PSVR 2 doesn't review well. And then you don't watch the PSVR 2 content. (laughs) God damn it. Uh, Today, right after KFTD, Greg Miller and Stoic Mike are going to bust ghosts live. No. Be very careful. Yeah, we're going to hunt some ghosts. They're going to hunt some ghosts. They might be caught. We might caught the ghosts. Hunting makes them feel good. I asked you before. Baron, this isn't the time to fall apart. And I was told busting ghosts. Is that no longer the case? They're going to hunt some ghosts. All right. Hunt some apparitions. There you go. Live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games in two point campus school spirits DLC. They're going to hunt some spirits, uh, which is now available on PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. And you can get two point campus for 30% off during the Steam Spring sale from March 16th through the 23rd and PlayStation's Essential sale from March 15th through the 29th. Uh, the kind of funny game showcase returns next Monday as a seven hour stream featuring 14 games Woo. come hang out all day on Twitch and YouTube starting at 10 a.m. Pacific time. What should people expect from that, Greg? Lots of games. Lots of fun. Shenanigans. It's, of course, us, you know, opening the doors and using our space to elevate a bunch of indie uh, developers in their games while also being distinctly us and doing just, hey, here's 30 minutes for a segment for your game. Come show your game. Play it a couple times. Fuck around with us. Have fun. Hell yeah. That's happening Monday. Oh, there's going to be drinks. Oh, yeah. We're getting the... We're getting the Cuddy Bag. Oh, we're getting the Cuddy Bag. Cuddy Bang. Cuddy Bang. Cuddy Bang. Let's freaking go. Uh, For weeks now, 
Andy has carried Mike and Nick through the lands between in their seamless co-op Elden Ring playthrough. Join them this Friday as Andy puts his sanity and possibly his health on the line as they try to play all day with your help during their Elden Ring mini marathon stream. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Tripod Plus Plus and Delaney Twining. Today we're brought to you by Honey, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be. Really quick, because I thought I added it to, to the uh, run of show, but I just added it to my time codes. Uh, 11.30 a.m. Uh, PT. Kind of funny. Uh, You're going to play PT? No. Oh. YouTube.com slash kind of funny. We will, uh, the Star Wars crew will be live reviewing a very interesting episode of The Mandalorian. Oh. It's time for some news. We have six stories today. A baker's dozen. Starting with our number one. A new Konami trademark could refer to Castlevania. This is Jordan Midler at Video Games Chronicle. Konami has filed a trademark that could refer to the Castlevania series. The trademark, which is for the phrase Project Zircon, was applied for last week and published today. The trademark was sought for use in a large number of fields, including software for commercial video game, video game machines. As noted by Gamatsu, the name Project Zircon may be a reference to an item found in the Castlevania series. Zircon is a jewel that is found in several Castlevania games and first made its appearance in Castlevania Symphony of the Night. It should be noted that the Project Zircon trademark also covers Konami for use in arcade machines and other commercial prize-winning game machines, meaning it's not a certainty that it refers to an upcoming console game. Castlevania has been dormant for several years. The last mainline installment, Lords of the Shadow 2, uh, was released in 2014 and was outsourced to an external developer, Spanish studio Mercury Steam. While older titles have been released as part of compilations, no announcement of a new title in the series is be, uh, being developed has been made, despite persistent reports. VGC first reported in 2021 that Konami was softening its stance over licensing more of its game properties to external studios. Our article noted that a Castlevania reboot was also in the works internally in Japan, as well as multiple Silent Hill games in development at numerous external studios. The latter was eventually proven, proven to be true in October 2022, when Konami announced a number of external Silent Hill titles, including a remake of Silent Hill 2 by Bloober Team, the Polish studio behind the medium, and Blair Witch. Greg, wh what do you think this trademark is? Do you think this is a I think this is game? a lawsuit waiting to happen. Insomniac Games and PlayStation will be hitting you up, Castlevania. You're going to come in here and fucking steal the name Zircon from Mr. Zircon? Ratchet and Clank? The best fucking weapon? Yeah, it's spelled differently. I'm aware. I'm, I'm, but, like, Barrett pulled it up. I saw the chat popping off. We fucking love Mr. Zircon here. And we won't stand for this. To be fair, Castlevania is something that I did come out before rationing. To be fair, pick a fucking side. You're on the PlayStation <laughs> podcast, not the Konami podcast. Right. I mean, Castlevania is something that is like a big PlayStation game, I'm pretty sure. It's true. Yeah. I feel like both of them are on the PlayStation side. But I guess well, what, what, what have you done for me lately? Uh, that's fair. You know what that's I mean? That's fair. And also, it's also spelled differently, right? Z I already said I that. I already, I already gave up that part of the ground. Because you know I, mean? I could have mispronounced it. It could be Zerson. Zerson. Oh, if it's Zerson, I, res I resend my comment. Zircon. Uh, what do I think of this? Exciting. You know, I think people have wanted Konami to come back to real games for a while uh, instead of just doing pachinko stuff. Uh, obviously, we've seen them start to dabble with that with all the Silent Hill things. And, of course, I'm not the biggest Castlevania fan, but movement on that, movement on Silent Hill, hopes for movement on Metal Gear. Which, of course, is mm -hmm. if there's a monkey's paw out there, it's Metal Gear. I'm yeah. like, yeah, fuck, let's get more Metal Gear. And that's, ah, well, it won't be Konami or, or Kojima, right? So is it going to be? But it's like, eh, but what about Blue Point? What about this? And what about, like... 
there's a there's a bunch of different realities where they make a bunch of cool Metal Gear shit and a bunch of different realities where there's a bunch of Metal Gear garbage. Mm-hmm. So it's exciting to see them move on that. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm not all in on believing this is Castlevania or it's definitely Castlevania or anything like that. But as Jordan points out, right, the, the name isn't, I think, uh, a coincidence. I think they're picking that because it is a Castlevania reference, right? So mm-hmm. why not have it be that way and why not go that way? I'm interested. I'm excited. I'd like to know what this is all about. Do yeah. you believe? I mean, I believe that. I believe that it is Castlevania. I think it being Konami and then it being Zircon or Zircon or whatever it's pronounced as, right? Being an item found in the Castlevania series, I think there has to be some kind of direct correlation there. Um, I don't know if it's going to be a new console game. I think that's the big thing. I believe that there will they, be a new ca- they, uh, yeah, exactly. Castlevania console game. Is a thing, right? Like VGC talked about this on their podcast a few weeks ago, and me and Tim talked about the fact that it seems like Konami is gearing up to try and revive a lot of their bigger ip we've seen the silent hill showcase and that seems to be the first step they're taking toward bringing back a lot of those ip the rumor is right now and the report from bgc is that at e3 we're gonna see konami announce a new castlevania game and possibly a new new metal gear as well or not new new being i believe metal gear solid 3 remake um but those being the stepping stones towards all right how do we expand these ip again right like how do we treat Metal Gear and potentially treat Castlevania in the ways that we're treating Silent Hill right now to where in that Silent Hill showcase, you got multiple Silent Hill games, right? We got one internally, you got one from Blooper Team, you got Silent Hill F or whatever. Like you got the different, a bunch of different Silent Hill projects announced there. Can and you that do that with Metal me Gear? as a Metal Gear fan. Yeah. And, and that's where, you know, we, when all the Silent Hill stuff got announced, we were all like, cool. None of us here are the biggest Silent Hill people, but it's cool to see them use the IP and move on that. And it's, an interesting, diverse take to have all these different projects and what do you do with it? I think a great way to dig yourself out of uh, the Metal Gear hole to you know address the elephant in the room that is the fact that, of course, the creator, uh, Hideo Kojima, praise him, uh, isn't actually here to work on these games would be to be like, yo, here are four different Metal Gear projects. We're working with a very small indie team on this one. This is going to be the big AAA one we're going for. This, that, that. Everybody was inspired by Metal Gear. They grew up making, loving Metal Gear. They're excited to go and do something with Metal Gear and see, like, if you're going to do anything with Snake or Big Boss, I would say it has to be a remake, right? Mm-hmm. Or it has to be, like, we're using this source material. We're so, and Metal Gear 3, it was a great, you know, a masterpiece. We're doing all these different things, yada, yada, yada. And then we're going to take the... IP in different ways and different things and different interpretations of it even, right? Of like mm-hmm. non-canon, this is this indie game that people are doing that is harkens more back to the NES version of Metal Gear or something like that. Or MGX or whatever. I, I kind of want to do an activity here because I think this this has the potential to be Jumping a GamesCast Jacks. topic, but... Fuck GamesCast! Yeah, exactly. Uh, I want you to put on your Konami CEO hat, Oof. right? Somebody comes to you, or not even a CEO, head of Oof. creative. Konami well, I just made a Konami creative. anything hat. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? They approach you and they're like, yeah. hey... We have these plans for Metal Gear. We want to greenlight three Metal Gear projects that are going to put Metal Gear back on the map for the gamers. And you had to think realistic here, right? What are the three projects as head of creative at Konami that you're going to greenlight? Well, this is always tough, right? Because we don't have a blank checkbook and like, what are the things and yada, yada, yada. So it's Mm. a dream scenario is obvious, right? But I would do what I've pitched before just on how to get yourself out of the hole in general, which would be I would go to PlayStation. And I would go to and ask them to talk to Bluepoint, and I would have them do a Shadow of the Colossus remake of Metal Gear Solid. Mm-hmm. And I think what I would do there is, since PlayStation, and again, like, granted, I come in, I'm a Dayo Kojima's best friend, uh, second best friend. I could make this ha- behind Jeff First Keighley. First being Jeff Keighley. Behind, yeah. behind Jeff Keighley. I can't beat him. I come in and be like, hey, we're doing this. We're turning over a new leaf. We don't want to get in the way of what Kojima Productions is doing. So w- will you 
executive produce what I want you to be connected to this project, even though it's not your project. And I don't need you to, I don't, I want I don't want there to be bad blood between Konami and Kojima anymore, which would of course, realistically or unrealistically, I don't know, but would also be like, cool, they're going to do that. We're going to announce that you're going to be, you know, Godfather on that project. But what do you want to do with metal gear? Like, what would you actually want to do? Especially as you are Kojima productions now, right after death stranding Two. Do you want to do a smaller Metal Gear thing? Do you want to do mm. something smaller Metal Gear experimental? Like, where do you feel you left the franchise? And where do you think your new, smaller, nimble team fits into that? Do you want to do a giant... If you're down to do a giant AAA Metal Gear, fuck yeah, let's go. But if you want to do a smaller experience, what would that look like, right? Mm. And then, yeah, then I would start, you know, seeding it out there in a Marvel Games kind of way of, like, we have this IP and it's great and so many people love it. Let's get some pitches. You know what I mean? Like, Mike Bithel... What does your Metal Gear Solid look like? You know what I mean? Like, we saw it kind of with volume. What, do you want to make something like that? And, like, what about if you, you know, again, not to step on the toes of what's come before. I don't, I, I love the idea of rebooting, but I wouldn't want it to be, like, we're doing everything again. Like, I think there's so much to do in that world. Like, Mike Bithel, what's your Meryl game looks like, look like? What's, what happened to Meryl after Metal Gear Solid 1 and before we saw her again in Metal Gear Solid 4? Like, what does that look like? What is that to you? You know what I mean? What, what, what is she doing? What is she building like that? You know? Um, and then non-canon stuff you could do all over the place. Like, I think there's, and again, I think, I think in the day, day and age we're in right now with so many indies and where indie games are and yada, yada, it'd be dope as fuck to see somebody be like, cool, I am making a Metal Gear game. It is, it is the, you know, original game. It is Metal Gear, not Metal Gear Solid. It's Metal Gear, but it's got the modern sensibilities to it, right? Like, what does that look like, and where do we go with that? Mm-hmm. I think there'd be cool shit there, too. Yeah. I, I think there are, places, there are different places you can go with it. I look toward uh, Capcom and what they, what they currently do with Resident Evil, right, sure. where you get the new Resident Evil games that are RE7 and RE Village and how those kind of have this different first person we're looking at this modernized take for what uh resident evil can be but then also we have the resident evil 2s and resident evil 3s of the world that are remaking what was old and making them new again and with that they're able to almost have this annual cadence with resident evil that sure so far doesn't feel tiring right so far i feel like they're they're, they're nailing it for the most part i wonder the only thing i worry about with metal gear uh in terms of what you're talking about is do we start to spread the ip a bit too thin because of course. Metal Gear is so different from something like Marvel, where Marvel has all these different characters that are basically franchises on their own, right? You can make a bunch of Spider-Man games, you can make a bunch of Wolverine games, etc. So you can make a Marvel's Ultimate Alliance or a Marvel versus Capcom. There's so many options in terms of how to spread that, and that doesn't feel tiresome because Marvel is this IP that's a bunch of IPs, whereas Metal Gear is just one IP, right? Like, would people... I'm sure people would show up for a Meryl game, but how many people are going to show up for a Meryl game? Like, if you see... Meryl as like the title of a game at a game awards or something. Are you gonna be like, oh yeah, let's go? Meryl Gear Solid. <laughs> Meryl, Meryl, Meryl Gear Solid. Solid. Let's fucking go. My thought on it is, I still think they're in a tricky position of if you come out with a brand new Metal Gear Solid, a brand new with Snake or Big Boss or whatever. The expectation and weight is so crushing on that thing. Mm-hmm. Where I just still think, even though we we don't hear as much about it anymore, there would be a fuck Konami uprising. Unless again, you go and get Kojima sign off and do whatever and yada yada yada. So I feel like you've got to go in a different direction with it to some degree. And I think that you could tell any story of whoever spun off from Foxhound, this you know person that got a different recruit. You have a lot of the tech. You have a lot of stuff. You know, maybe even you know we run something concurrent with metal gear solid uh, as it was right where 
the colonel is leading another mission. You know what I mean? Like there's like he's got multiple operatives in the field. Snake in Liquid thought or Snake thought he was the only guy as he went up against Liquid. He's this isn't a clone. Maybe you really fuck with it. And yeah, it is another clone. It is another Les Enfants Terrible. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's so many weird fucking things you could do with it and make it all sorts of crazy. But like I think you need to. It's you got to handle it with a, a fine touch because it has to respect everything that's come before and show reverence to Kojima's work. And I just as complicated and complex as the Metal Gear Solid story was and the connections were and all these different things, I like the idea of leaving that, not leaving it and we never see it, but not going in and directly changing it in a reboot way. Like, I don't want to see necessarily somebody else do that, and nor do I want to see somebody else adding to it, thinking that this is what they would have, what Kojima mm-hmm. would have wanted, especially when Kojima's still making games. It's yeah. so fucking weird if he's not involved with it. So I think your best bet is to be like, that was fucking awesome, and we loved it. We want to tell stories in that universe, but Big Boss and Snake's stories have ended with what he did. Mm-hmm. And that's, I, I think that's he does the Kojima element is, is the tough part about it, because we don't really know where Kojima's at in terms of would he even want to make more Metal Gear. Like, part of me would say that I, if I was in Kojima's shoes and I have Kojima Productions and we moved on with Death Stranding and we found success with Death Stranding and other things, if somebody showed up to my door and was like, hey, do you want to make another one of these things that you've been making for the past 20 years and that you had, like, this bad breakup with? I'd be like, no, like, Death Stranding is, is good. I think, see, go for it. 100%, yeah. I could see that, but I think a few different things would make him say yes. Number one, a dump truck full of money. Mm-hmm. And not like even an outrageous, like, you know, like Microsoft bought them kind of amount of money, but like yeah. a lot of money for your small studios, you're doing this, which is going to ensure you can make more games, right? So I think money would be a big part of it. I think the fact that it was a bad breakup for sure, and we're coming in now as the CEO and co-CEO, mm-hmm. CEO, oh, uh, you and me are co-CEOs and Barrett's CEO Jr. Fair. We're coming in and saying, hey, we're in charge now. We want to fix this and we want to do this, but we don't want to get in your way. So come back and yes, you had a bad breakup. Let's end it or restart it in a way you want like Mm. you know this has to be such a bittersweet thing for Hideo right of like leaving his babies and being ripped away from them and not getting to finish the story like right Metal Gear Solid 5 had a whole other act chapter thing that didn't get made Mm -hmm. like he didn't leave it the way he wanted to let alone under the pressure let alone under the bullshit he was there you know what I mean like I always go back to that interview I did with him at RTX Australia which was the two-hour panel. And like 15 minutes in, I was like, all right, let's talk about Metal Gear and Konami. And he's like, I'd really rather not. And I'm like, we got a lot of time. You got, <laughs> I understand, but like, you know, like it hurt him. It hurt. And I think coming back in like, especially years now and years later, having established yourself as, fuck you, I'm Hideo Kojima. Like I, I matter. I still matter. Death Stranding matters because I made it matter. I think that would be, he's proven himself that he can be an independent entity. And then I do think that, at, I look at me with kind of funny, right? And like, you know, not that I, you know, we're as successful as Kojima or anything, but like in the way that we're here, mm-hmm. you know, eight years later, right? We're here doing the whole thing. We've, we've been able to build this and have the studio and have you guys and have this staff and stuff. And it is that thing of to this day when I take the hosting gig to go do the WWE show or like when I went and hosted E3 or any of the other things, right? It's like I'm doing that with the hope that people see us, see me and go, oh man, he's cool. I'd like to know more. And they come back to this. I think if you haven't been interested in Death Stranding and you aren't interested in Death Stranding 2, like, hey, we're doing a Metal Gear game gives this small independent studio a boost in the arm, right? And I say small, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, you know, a boost in the arm of like, oh shit, I didn't like their library before, but I loved Metal Gear. I'll come back and try this. And then hopefully they're stoked for what the next project is, right? Yeah. You're always thinking about the next step. I, I, for me, I think if I'm 
if I'm coming in, it's co-CEO, right? And um, somebody walks to my office, they kick in my door and they're like, hey, pitch us on what your plan is. Uh, the way the way I think I, I approach it is go for what you know are sure hits, right? Because like you mentioned, right? Sure. Hey, you go and you make a new, new Metal Gear Solid game and the fans like, what the fuck is this? Like, where's Kojima? This has a different energy. Yeah. Like you judge it in a different way because it, it has been a while now and you are having... You're, you're having Kojima not be on it, right? I think, for me, I stay the course with what is seemingly happening with um, Metal Gear Solid 3 remake, right? And have the virtuous studio that's working on it. Have them continue course. Yeah, let's remake the games in the way that a Resident Evil 2 remake got people hype. And it comes out, and it's true to form, and people really like it. Cool. Let's make that as true to form as possible. Don't change the story bits. Make that the most Metal Gear Solid 3 game you can make, but just make it as modern, uh, modern as hell. And then I do, I, I then go, uh, go toward where you're talking about in terms of, all right, now let's approach play, PlayStation. I have Bluepoint remake Metal Gear Solid, right? Have it be a dual remake thing where, hey, you make, you make Metal Gear Solid 3, you work on Old Snake, let these guys work on, work on Solid Snake and really give the Bluepoint touch to Metal Gear Solid. I think as you're doing that, yeah, like see, I'll see like what are the one or two partner games. And yeah. for me, I go, I, I look toward Platinum and maybe a Metal Gear uh, Rising or Avengers 2. Like I know that okay. they, I know that's a different one. I know that has like a mixed reception, but there's like a lot of people that fucking love Metal Gear Rising Revenge too. I played it around this time last year. Yeah. I fucking love that game. I think if you have a modern platinum, go after it and make it just as good, if not even way better. Then again, you are sowing these seeds of people. Like I don't think people look at Metal Gear Rising Revenge too and go, how, <clears throat> how fucking dare you, right? I think that's one that's like gonna at least be like, a, okay, this is a win that's for the people accurate. that like very Metal Gear accurate. Rising Revenge. And then from there, I I would say the next step would be to remaster survive <laughs> remaster survive no i would say have blue point work on a new metal gear solid and have it be the thing of go to kojima somehow like i i i think the difference in my, in my approach would be you don't even have to have kojima work on it just have kojima either be consultant or be consultant in name and that's what i'm saying yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like have him be like hey kojima signs off on this put his name in the credits you don't have to work on this kojima just say that you're cool with it and let blue point work on this as a brand new game and go from there and i think that's how you're able to Open people up to the idea by releasing the older games and then step into this new one and have 100%. it be a thing. I mean, that imagine that Game received. Awards trailer, right? Where it is like Konami logo comes up, fades away, and then it's like of the codec and the codec pops up and whatever happens. Then it's this whole trailer and it's like you're riding that high of like, oh my god, like this, but it's not Kojima, but okay, but it's Metal Gear and it's cool. And then like it's like boom, and then it's like mm, Blue Point, right? Mm. And then it's like boom, an association with boom, and it's just like. Kojima's like silhouette and like the lights come up behind him and like that's all you need right of like yep. yeah he's he's part of this project and everybody's like I can be excited about this and not have any qualms about it yeah like I'm a uh, blue point is so good that they made they remade Shadow Colossus one of my favorite games if they came out and they're like hey we're announcing Shadow Colossus 2 and even had oh, for like, sure I, I would I would one like already I'd be like all right cool I'm in like you did such a good job with Shadow Colossus the remake that yeah. I trust you with this IP and then even if they had the creator's name up there like you wouldn't need it if you had it it's a bonus I'm like oh of course let's fucking go if they nailed a Metal Gear Solid remake and then came out and they're like hey Do we're you making feel the next that's iteration. the same thing though like one Shadow of the Colossus like in, to, and then to talk about a uh, few Ada right of like mm -hmm. uh Ueda, sorry Ueda, yeah uh, uh talk about him in the same way you talk about Metal Gear and and, Kano and Kojima Jesus not as strongly but yeah. I think it's there right Shadow Colossus and the whole Team Eco trilogy of games yeah, yeah. I identify with Ueda specifically but i think kojima is has that to the highest degree in terms of the connection between sure. the actual ip and the creator and so i don't think like i think if they nailed a metal gear solid remake and then announced a new metal gear solid game and didn't have kojima's name on it 
as, as long as they nailed the remake, I think for sure we would get over it eventually. I think the strongest and most powerful way to do it, though, would be to have his name on there. 100%. Uh, this is a Castlevania story. So back to Castlevania before we move on to even the next news story. Uh, I guess my question for you is, pro Konami, right? We're talking about them trying to re-enter the space with Castlevania, Metal Gear, and Silent Hill. Do you think a generation from now, so by the time we get to PlayStation 6, they would have successfully done it to where we're like, oh shit, Konami's a video game publisher again, one of the better ones out there. Do you think they're going to be able to nail this strategy? I think they'll be a video game publisher. I think we'll think of them that way again. Will they have nailed it is so tough to say with nothing, right? With nothing to show for it. The fact that they're even interested in entering it makes me hope that, yeah, they're going to be down for it and good. Uh, But then you look at the Silent Hill thing and it's like, there's a bunch of cool stuff in here, but like, you know, Bloober Team is not like known for, hey, I make awesome games. We make amazing things, right? Mm. So it's like, are they going to nail this or are they going to make a traditional Bloober Team game, which is like, a fun horror game but that has plenty of problems and you put down and nobody really thinks about it except me when I say uh, medium better, better than, than Resident, Resident Evil Village. Village. <laughs> have, you, have you ever like come, come back around on that? Has, no, the, has time here, the, changed the, your opinion? And again, like if you're, if you're new here, I, just was, I was disappointed with Resident Evil Village and I, the medium was exactly what I thought the medium was going to be, right? Where I think like the medium's like a 6.5 and the and Village is a 6. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, but I, well, coming around and being different on it, I am, you know, I, I, as if you didn't know, I've gone through a bunch of stuff recently in these past few weeks, so my gaming time has been all fucked up. Uh, my plan still is to play Village again in VR. Like, I do want to do PSVR Village, and then my hope would be that coming in now with, like, not my expectations dashed, but my, when I think of Village just being disappointed in it, coming in now and not expecting something different and playing through it that way, I, I'm hoping it comes up, especially in VR. Gotcha. All right, that makes sense. Uh, before we move on to the next news story, let me tell you about Patreon.com slash games. Over on Patreon.com slash games, you can go and get the show ad-free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. Shout out to Honey for sponsoring this episode. Honey is the easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or computer. And thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. And we all know there's nothing better than the feeling of saving money. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. When you check out, the Honey button appears and all you have to do is click apply coupons. You wait a few seconds, you see the fun little dancing guy. Honey searches for coupons and it finds you the best ones. And then you just watch the prices drop. We here at Kind of Funny have been using Honey for years and it's helped us save thousands on tech, costumes, food, you name it. Honestly, I just love how easy it is to just set and forget and save. That's the best part. Honey doesn't just work on desktops. It works on your phone too. You just activate it on Safari on your phone. You save on the go. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out. You can get PayPal Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash kind of funny. That's joinhoney.com slash kind of funny. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? 
Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy-on, easy-off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Story number two. Ghostwire Tokyo is coming to Xbox in April. This is Andrew Webster at The Verge. Bethesda's Ghostwire Tokyo, which is equal parts action-packed and creepy, is finally coming to Xbox consoles soon. The developer announced that the game will be available on the Xbox Series X and S, as well as on Xbox Game Pass starting on April 12th. Ghostwire originally debuted last year on both the PS5 and PC. In addition to the new platform, Ghostwire is also getting a major free update called Spider's Thread. Spider's Thread. Spider's Thread, which will similarly be available starting on April 12th on all platforms. It includes a few additions. First, there's a new game mode focused on action where players can fight through a gauntlet of enemies that include more than 120 different levels, uh, collecting upgrades along the way. Uh, For the main campaign, there will be added story elements, including a new middle school area, as well as some extended cutscenes for those doing a replay. Lastly, the game is getting two more enemies described as the invisible silent gaze and the elusive retribution. Greg, are you ready for 120 more levels? I'm good. Of course, I'm good. good. Thanks, everybody. I cracked me up. I saw a Nano in the chat going, now, this is a mid-ass game. <laughs> <laughs> this was a mid-ass game, Ghostwire Tokyo. But God I'm, bless you for coming over and still Yeah, I'm support. impressed by like them having... Because Ghostwire Tokyo for PS5 was around this time last year? Oh, that might have been a March game. And so April 12th actually might line up because I remember Deathloop, we got a year, like we got 12 months from Deathloop and we we're like, okay, where's Deathloop? And then like a month later, they like announced and released it and we're like, all right, cool. Whereas Ghostwire, I, it felt like they had it ready a bit more speedy. Yeah. But it's also because you forgot about Ghostwire Tokyo. Yeah. that Who forgot about it? You know what I mean? So Everybody the, forgot about so it. So Spider's Thread does nothing for you? No, the good. Invisible Silent Gaze? Does nothing for you. <laughs> good man. I don't need. What about the elusive retribution? <laughs> God bless him. You know what I mean. I, you know it's fun when you review. I I don't like reviewing games and not liking them. We always talk about this, right? I play a game. I want the game to be a lot of fun. Uh, I want everybody to really enjoy the game. Uh, so when you were when I reviewed this and I was like, yo, this just doesn't hit and blah 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 blah. And there was like a minimal like, well, you know, what you're fucking talking about this game's well. And it was just that thing of like after that pass, no one ever fucking talked about Ghostwire again. And it was like, oh, good. I was right. You know what I mean? Like, it feels good. So it's, I'm not trying to talk shit if you're excited for it. And it, again, it's a, like some people did enjoy it. It was just a very, very, very basic yeah. game. We got High Fire Rush now. It was all good. Yeah, exactly. They made up for it. They made, made up for it. Story number three, Microsoft is handing out 10-year deals like they're Oprah on a good day. This is Andy Robinson at BGC. <laughs> Thank you, Barrett. I wrote that myself. Microsoft has announced yet another 10-year agreement as it attempts to allay uh, regulatory concerns around its proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard. On Wednesday, the Xbox owner announced it had signed a 10-year agreement to stream Xbox PC games as well as Activision Blizzard titles after the acquisition closes with Japanese cloud gaming company Ubitus. Notably, Ubitus... It sounds like 
like a Ubisoft <laughs> spinoff company. Ubisoft is the <laughs> is the company which powers many of the cloud games available on Switch, such as Guardians of the Galaxy, Hitman 3, Control, and Resident Evil Village, which Greg Miller says is a mid-game. Microsoft has been trying to reassure regula- uh, regulators, such as the UK's Competition and Markets Authority, aka the CMA, and the US's Federal Trade Commission, aka the FTC, that it won't make Activision Blizzard games, most notably Call of Duty, exclusive to its own cloud gaming service should the deal be approved. Microsoft used Wednesday's announcement to repeat its claim that this deal and other partnerships will give more choice to more players. Barrett has pulled up, if you're watching the video version, a tweet from Phil Spencer this morning where he tweeted out, Microsoft and Ubitus, uh, a leading cloud gaming provider, have signed a 10-year uh, partnership to stream Xbox PC games as well, to, as well as Activision Blizzard titles after the acquisition, acquisition closes. Uh, our commitment is to give more players more choice. Greg, do you want to share with the class? What's up, Greg? <laughs> I can give you dramatic reading if you appreciate it. Yeah, go, go for it. I try to keep the office in good shape around here, all right? It's just, and it did, I, I made a tactical error mm-hmm. where I went to the fridge to fill my water during the ad break. And when I opened the door, at the top was a Trader Joe's breakfast burrito. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oof. I bought like two of these a while ago. And I ate one, but then I've been gone for like three weeks on and off or whatever. So I picked it up. And I threw it in the trash. And then I came in here with my water. And on the walk here, I was like, that thing said it was still good, but that can't be. I I can't trust that or whatever. (laughs) And I sat down. And then I was like, in general on Slack, I go, I just threw out a Trader Joe's breakfast burrito that I thought was my old one. If it wasn't, I'm sorry. Joey Noel immediately responds, I just bought that this morning, lol. (laughs) We threw yours out weeks ago. Janet Garcia says, I'm at the gym right now. So my headphones read me these messages. And I was at the gym rolling. Nick says, Greg, I was thinking about going to Starbucks. Would you like to throw that out too? Kevin says, no one tossed my milk out. It's still good. Joey says, if you throw all my salads and yogurt, I'm taking it personally. To which I then say, it's on top of the trash. It's wrapped up on top of the trash. You can still get it. And then uh, Janice says, wow, Greg has his employees eating out of the trash. And it is continued. That's to go really this way. funny. And then I ask Cool Greg to get it out. And then Joey says in caps, I'm not eating the trash burrito. That's very funny. It's funny because this is all happening like post ad break, and I felt my phone like vibrating out of control. So all these messages are happening back to back, and I legit, legitimately, I was like, maybe I have an Amber Alert. Maybe that's what's going on. Like, why is my phone vibrating consistently out of control? Yeah, it's been popping up uh, on the computer that I'm running the show from, and then eventually I just see Greg start chuckling. I was like, all right, we need to talk about. It. We need to air this out and call Greg out for trying to make Joey eat trash. That's so funny. It's almost like PlayStation. Trying to make Xbox. No, what a transition <laughs> back to work. Eat the trash. I'm not being able to acquire Activision Blizzard. I'm ending the thread. I'm saying new rule. Write your name on your breakfast burritos. Can we just finish it? Can we just finish the Xbox deal? It's done. It's going to happen. Let's just happen. Let's just do it. Let's just be done with it. I did, I did like your little headline of like they're handing out 10-year deals like it's over there. Oprah with yeah, cars. Because we literally just talked about this yesterday. Yeah. I swear to God, every day, every day there's a new 10-year deal that Xbox is making. They're just like, we will do whatever we can to make this fucking thing go through. You know what I mean? Like, who needs a deal? Who needs a deal? We should get a deal. We, I mean, I feel like at this point we could get a deal. <laughs> if we approach What, what Spencer, 10-year deal do we need from Xbox right now to, to, get, our, us, to get our approval? I mean, what? We, I mean, it would have to be Call of Duty. Like, we could. Can we, do we have the ability to sell Call of Duty on the kind of funny store, no, like the kind God. of funny merch well, I guess store? We, yeah, I guess. I, I, I guess like a digital download. <laughs> Not, yeah, that guy gets complicated. Yeah, gets complicated. we probably have to talk to Roosty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, nobody sent this to Roosty. They don't need to know. No, they don't. They got to know any of this. We stuff. can figure something out, and then we'll talk to Phil. Okay. It happen. Story number four: A new Unreal Engine Five psychological horror game has been announced. This is Ryan McCaffrey at IGN. Stray Souls, a psychological horror game from director 
Arthur Last. <laughs> you just saw the pause and you look at the name. You're like Arthur. Arthur. Just the way you said it, like it's your brain's processing. It's Arthur. not Arthur. <laughs> Art Arthur Lakskowski, developer at Jukai Studio and publisher versus Evil, has been has been officially announced for PC, PS5, Xbox Series X, and PS4. It is due out later this year, and it is being developed using Unreal Engine 5. The premise of Stray Souls is an interesting one. Uh, teenager, <laughs> Greg's giving the thumbs up. I'm watching the trailer right now. This, uh, this looks oh, on my yeah. shit. Uh, teenager Daniel's grandmother has died and left him her house. Totally debt free, no mortgage, etc. But <laughs> the, the dream. But the real estate dream quickly. But the real estate dream quickly turns into a nightmare when the sun goes down and all hell starts to break loose in the house. Uh, Jukai will be using Epic's metahuman technology to craft more lifelike NPCs. Uh, Jukai describes the thriller as such, quote, Stray Souls combines beloved elements of Japanese survival horror games with an array of new tricks, including a variety of randomized systems where enemy encounters, item placement, paranormal activity, and even weather patterns are always changing, so no two playthroughs are exactly the same, end quote. Greg, you're all the way in? 100%. You know I love a good horror video game. And I want to say I love a good horror game. I love a good I love a horror a game. A good horror and game. A, and a good horror game, remember, is not a good game necessarily. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, I have all, even the bad horror games I play... I'll have some fun with, and that's why I did not Except like Martha is dead. Martha is dead. No, even Resident Evil. Come okay. on, now. I'm not. I'm not going that hard on Resident Evil. I'm just saying, this looks like it's got a lot of style. It's got a lot of panache to it. I like the. I like the premise and where it's going. The trailer looks creepy and fun. Like, will it actually hold up and stuff? We'll have to wait and see and all that jazz. But this has piqued my interest, as they say. Yeah, it's interesting. The fact that it's come from. I mean, I won't say nowhere, right? I don't. Want, I don't want to insult Arthur. Like Scousey and Jukai Studio, right? Because like what and publisher versus Evil, but like it feels almost like this came out of nowhere. Of hey, we're an indie developer making an Unreal Engine Five game, which this is a kind of funny.com slash you're wrong thing. How many Unreal Engine Five games have we gotten mm. like actually released? Is that enough time to put put out an Unreal Engine Five game as an indie developer? Like oh, some of this gives me not to the greatest extent, but to a little to a little extent. Uh, what was the name of that game? Abandoned. That was like they're yeah, trying yeah, to act yeah, like yeah. they're Silent Hill or whatever. Like uh, it strikes me a little bit like that, but at the very least, they have gameplay to show. And so I don't. This is not a scam. These um, are your Unreal Engine Five games. Okay, so we have the Matrix Awakened demo, um, Barrett Show Me Fortnite, and then what was the Mortal Online Two? Cepheus Protocol. I am Jesus. Oh, Christ I didn't know I am Jesus Christ was a Unreal Engine Five. The game. bus. The bus. Redfall. <laughs> All these games you've never heard of. And then Redfall. Uh, Layers of Fear, The Day Before, Maximum Football. So Arc basically two. a bunch of indie devs. A, a bunch, bunch of indie, indie games stuff. And, and then stuff that hasn't released yet. Yeah. Well, I know a lot of those haven't released. I think a majority of those haven't released. But I think it's the idea that, you know, indies are the first to jump on this. And when I say indies, you might think of a guy in his garage, which is possible. But I also just mean independent studios that are, like, in the middle of starting something. Yeah. Bear's still scrolling. I haven't heard of most of these games but then you yeah you get to like the new silent hill you get to games that are far off like the bigger games that are super far off which is why i look at this and i'm like interesting you know like i don't know if i'm all the way sold yet i'm i'm curious about it i think the idea is cool and the gameplay reminds me a little bit of like a resident evil they showed some behind the back yeah um like for um, going through say, the woods going through the woods third person shooter type gameplay and then the monsters look more akin to like you know, they mentioned japanese horror and i'll probably yeah describe it like that right like they're, they're fucking big dark creatures they're out here shooting 
It looks cool. It looks interesting. It looks enough to, you know, keep your eye on it. Will exactly. it is it going to be a 10 out of 10? Who knows? But, like, yeah. Again, for me, with a horror game, I think it's like a horror movie for the most part. Where, like, you know I mean? I love subscribing to Shudder. And then I just jump into whatever random-ass horror movie that night. And like, mm. As soon as you get, like, five minutes in, you're like, oh, it's this kind of movie. Or, yeah. oh, the, you know, the shot looks this way. So I know that it's going to be this level of quality or whatever. Mm. Which is fine. I'm there for, you know, the kills. Fair enough. The ghosts. The ghouls. Story number five, IO Interactive has opened a new studio in Turkey. This is Chris Skolian at VGC. Hitman Studio, IO Interactive, has opened a studio in Turkey, its fourth studio to date. Uh, IO Interactive Istanbul will be located in Maslak Sarir uh, and has been set up to, quote, establish a hub for AAA game development uh, in the region and create unique game experiences for our players across the world, IO said in a statement. It added, quote, our team in Istanbul will play a significant role in our ambitious pro uh, productions, Project 007, Project Fantasy, and Hitman, end quote. Uh, in its IOI Istanbul uh, announcement, the developer added, quote, with a thriving tech and mobile development scene, we identified Istanbul as a region uh, filled with talent that is fiercely passionate, development-focused, and technically creative. Istanbul is also a, a city rich in history, offering a strong cultural presence, historic architecture, astonishing Bosphorus views, and vibrant and varied culture. Those elements made opening a studio in Istanbul a strong step forward for IOI's pursuit of making impactful games on all platforms and for everyone, as well as establishing a foothold, uh, a foothold for AAA development in Turkey, end quote. Cool. Do you have any read on this one? No, glad to see IO doing well. That's mainly it, right? You know what I mean? Like, their argument for Turkey makes sense to me. I don't know much about the Turkey game development scene, but I do know that, you know, IO Interactive appears to be fucking killing it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. do, they keep opening new studios. Obviously, they're working on that 007 game. It's amazing that they got Hitman away from Square when they got let go by Square. Like, good for them. They're a bunch of really talented devs. Uh, I've worked with them a few times on panels and obviously talking to them for previews and stuff. They've always been great. So you'll love to see them flourishing. Yeah. It's funny. We were just talking about this yesterday because um, they were talking about how uh, Hitman, like, they don't have plans for a big new Hitman game anytime soon, right? They're focusing in on Project 007 and the fantasy game that they're, they're working on. Yeah. And for a studio that I've always contextualized in my head as a smaller studio, they're they, huge. They're huge, right? <laughs> like, they have multiple studios across different countries, and they're working on these big AAA games. And, you know, part of me asked the question of, man, how are you able to do all, all, all these things? And then you look at them adding in new AAA studios. Like, oh, okay, it's like, oh, yeah. okay yeah, this yeah. makes sense, right? Um, well, the one thing that sticks out to me is them uh, in their announcement saying, with a thriving tech and mobile development scene, that could be nothing, right? That could mean, hey, there are developers here, so we're trying to pull, we're trying to pull in a diverse array of developers. But them calling out mobile makes me wonder if they're considering putting out mobile stuff. Hitman in the past has had multiple mobile games between like the Sniper mobile games and the Hitman Go. I wonder if there's something there that they're trying to explore either with Hitman or maybe with, with um, new and different games. Yeah, I don't know, but I think that could be interesting for them. Our final news story. Story number six, PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium Games lineup for March has been revealed. This is from Wario64, uh, who tweeted out, uh, the PS Plus Extra March Games lineup looks like this. We got Chia. Ch -ch -ch Ghostwire, Chia. Ghostwire Tokyo. Uh, Suck it, Xbox, <laughs> with your Game Pass and your spiders. <laughs> Uncharted Legacy of Thieves. Immortals Phoenix Rising. Ooh. Rainbow Six Extraction. Remember Rainbow Six Extraction? Yeah, I do. We had a good week with it. Yeah, it was a really good week. Uh, Life of Strange True Colors. Hell yeah. Slash Life of Strange 2. All right. Dragon Ball, <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. You didn't like Life Strange 2? I liked it fine. Mm -hmm. It didn't hit like number one or like True Colors. It's fair enough. Uh, or Before the Storm. God, I love Before the Storm. Dragon Ball Z, Kakarot, uh, Street Fighter V Collector's Edition, uh, Untitled Goose Game, Final Fantasy Type-0 HD, 
Rage 2. Uh, what blood type are you? I'm Final <laughs> Fantasy Type Zero. I'm type HD. Zero. <laughs> HD. Uh, Neil World ends with you, and then Haven, and then for PS Plus Premium, the Marsh Games lineup looks like this: you're getting Ridge Racer <laughs> Type Four for PS One, uh, Ape Escape Two for PS One, and then Siphon Filter Dark Mirror for PSP. Chats, everybody live on YouTube and on Twitch. Do you subscribe to the PlayStation Plus Premium tier? Are you still subscribed? Did you, I, I do just, you? Do I you? I just went down, Greg, to extra. Yeah. Oh wow! Okay, because I, I I did the no, premium no. All, like almost for content, you know, and then AJ Brun. I was like, oh shit, I gotta. I'll tell you what. This down. I had that. I had this moment. I accidentally re-upped. <laughs> Wasted bandwidth. I had this moment either yesterday or two days ago when they announced. Um, uh, Meet Your Maker is coming to PS Plus. Yeah. I couldn't find like they wouldn't say premium or extra or essential. Like what tier is it coming if it's through? In premium. I'm gonna lose. It's my not gonna be it's no. premium. It's I, be eventually, extra. I found an image. I don't know why I had to look so hard, but eventually, I found an image that said um, essential on there. But then that then prompted uh, me to look. I was like, do I still have premium? Because I think we got premium from place. We did. Yeah, yeah. We for testing purposes. Yeah. yeah and so it I expired. Looked, and yeah, it expired. So I'm on PlayStation Essential, the lowest. Tier, okay. Okay. And I have no desire to move it up. Okay. I don't think I think I'm gonna stay here. Um, but premium games do nothing for me, sadly. And I feel like I, I should be the prime audience for that. I fucking love the old games. I don't wait. So you're essential Logan. or extra? Because extra is the one that gets you like chia day one, right? Yes. Okay. I'm essential, so I'm just getting the online and the like the three games every Makes month. Sense. I don't have the catalog. Okay. And we'll see. Maybe I'll put it up there, but it's rare that I use the catalog. Of course, I'm in a blessed position where if I really want a game or if I really want a code, I can ask you, or like I can buy the game, but yeah, I don't know. Like it, I, the premium is what I was actually excited about, or at least curious about, because sure. I would love to play play those old games. But Ridge Racer Type Four, Ape Escape Two, and Siphon Filter Dark Mirror for the PSP aren't really. Andy can't wait for uh, Siphon Filter. I heard, but yeah, Greg. Yeah, I can't wait to see if Andy decides if he wants to be Gabe Logan. But he that decision for him is just so far away. If I wanted to, it was coming out to Mom and Grab Shops today. Where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kinda Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Out today, we got Wilson Lords of Mayhem for PS5 and Xbox Series X, Mortal Sin Early Access for PC, Flooded for PC, and then Dead by Daylight Mobile is out today. New dates for you. Atlas Fallen is releasing May 16th for Xbox Series X, PS5, and PC. Citizen Sleeper is coming to PS4 and PS5 on March 31st together with the last free episode called Purge. Uh, Rendezvous, a sci-fi puzzle adventure, hits Steam on April 11th. Exogate Initiative is launching into Steam Early Access on April 18th. And then the Mini Indie, uh, the mini indie Showcase 2023 premieres on March 22nd. Uh, that features 33 indie games in 46 minutes. Uh, that begins at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time over on 61indie.com slash showcase. Deal of the day for you. This comes from Wario64. Persona 3 FES Soundtrack CD is $20.43 on Amazon. So for you Persona 3 sound, uh, or fans out there that want the soundtrack, go hop on that. I also saw, I think yesterday, the Persona 3 and 4 Golden are $16 on USPSN. I don't know if that was a decrease or whatever, but it was enough for Wario to tweet it out uh, about it. So. <laughs> it was an increase. Like, we're charging more, we're charging <laughs> more for this. <laughs> now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Where you write in, let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong so we can correct it for those watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services around the globe. I want it on the record. I just Venmo Joey a money for the burrito I threw away. Okay, I was wondering why you're playing on your phone in the middle of the show. I was like, oh, that's kind of rude. But well, no, I, I'm making content. You know what I mean? 
That's fair. Okay. I just made it into content. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. I, I didn't know if you had an Amber Alert. Because <laughs> I thought I did. I was, you ever <laughs> seen that TikTok where they, they, they like how they want how they expect us to respond to an Amber yeah. Alert? And they all <laughs> run out in the car and they chase the guy. <laughs> Fucking awesome. Let's see here. Kebab says zircon is the name of a real mineral as well as the related. Oh, get out of here, dork. <laughs> the related element zirconium. No word on if it has sassy comebacks, though. Dork. Uh, Nano says Ghostwire Tokyo came out March 25th, 2022. So, like 10 days from now, we would have hit the year. Happy birthday. Uh, <laughs> Happy birthday, you mid ass game. <laughs> Let's see. I don't know what that's in reference to. But, uh, 73% of the votes said they do not have PS Plus Premium in the chat. So, thank you for that. Thank you very much for the uh, scientific work. This might be a new announcement I'm plugging into. Is it verified? Yes, it's verified. Uh, Far Cry tweeted out today. Let's celebrate the fifth anniversary of hashtag Far Cry 5. Over the next... (laughs) Yeah, right? Time flies. Over the next three weeks, celebrate the fifth anniversary with us. Stay tuned for what's to come, including a highly requested feature for next-gen consoles. There you go. I think that's it. The day before is Vaporware, people are saying. Ah, one of those games. Yeah. And that was one of those Unreal Engine 5... Uh, ones. So there you go. That's yeah, it. There was a whole breakdown of how the day before is like a scam or something. It's very interesting. Mm. That's it for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tomorrow's host for Kind of Funny Games Daily. Is it safe to say? It is real this time. Okay. It is going to be me and the one and only Andrea Renee from What's Good Games. Tune in for that. It's going to be a fun time. Speaking of fun times, if you're watching this live after this, it's Two Point Campus with Mike and Greg. They're going to be hunting some spirits together. Are there any outfits involved in that one? No, please. What? Copyright infringement. Don't worry about it. Okay, well, we're not going to worry about that. Uh, if you want to catch that stream later, of course, you can, you can subscribe to YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. That's not what you're wearing. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every day live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. Until next time, game daily.